0: Welcome to another episode of Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passion, and their pursuit toward happiness. I'm Bev Mateyoshi, your host, And my goal is to find these passionate people and allow them to share their stories with you in hopes to light a passionate fire within. So if you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified every single time I post a new story here. And if you're returning, just thank you so much for the support. Drop some comments in, you know, the, the comments below if you know let's start a community discussion of and a community of passionate people so i am so happy about today's guest he he's a good friend of mine and you know our paths would probably never have crossed if it wasn't for the people business of financial services And he is an incredible person who I connect with personally because of our passion and love for music. He's a guitar player and a singer just like me. And we'll get more into that. But he's a powerful, he makes a powerful impact on the community with his community and charity work that he does. And he also helps a lot of families, you know, planning for their financial future. And with his passion now and his innovation with educating people about cryptocurrency as the CEO for Centric, the global currency for the next generation. So excited to have him here. So please give a warm welcome to Joel Cleland. (laughs) Thank you, Beth. Glad to
1: be here. This is great.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I just, you know, um, I'm just so excited to every time I see your Instagram page, I get like, you know i i get pumped up because one oh, you're good. like the best selfie taker i've ever oh. met, probably <laughs>
1: Well, in in my defense, some of it is branded photography, but yeah, you're right. You're right, I do. I do. I'm okay. I'm okay at selfies.
0: But you know how you know how that is. Like when you see people on you know social media, sometimes right, right. their selfie selfies are just like, oh my gosh, really? You're like
1: looking up their nose. Or... Yeah,
0: yeah. But you know, every time I see your page, up, up their face. There's something about your face that just makes me happy. So oh, good. <laughs> so um, I wanted to kind of get into like our passion for music because that's one of the things that we have in common and we keep talking about collaborating together on youtube or instagram at some point but um we wanted to talk about a song i the song that i chose was a beatles song because who doesn't like the beatles right even if you're uh you know a gen z who probably has never heard of the beatles will at some point hear a beatles song and appreciate it (laughs) <laughs> i chose the the song nowhere man to talk about life through the the lyrics of a john lennon song and i just think he's one of the most brilliant songwriters out there so i just wanted to ask you like
1: when were you introduced to the beatles first like what was the first beatles song you've ever that's heard? a great question i'll tell you why because i grew up in a musical family but my folks weren't huge beatle fans they weren't huge Rolling Stones fans either and you know the big rivalry between the Beatles and the Stones and you're either a Stones fan or you're a Beatles fan. My family wasn't really into either one of those not that they weren't into the British invasion but most of the groups I grew up with were from the US. Uh, I mean we had some from down under but mostly mostly US artists. And I didn't really get into the Beatles too much until I was in like elementary school and people were exposing me to the Beatles and other, other artists from outside the country that, you know, there's other music out there <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so funny. Cause I, I spent probably a good six to 12 months just on the white album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I was just like over and over every day, I was just putting, putting it in. And there's just, I mean, there's so much magic on every single one of their records. And I know the song we're talking about wasn't on the White Album, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, if if you don't know about the Beatles and haven't taken the time to kind of unpack the Beatles, you're really missing out.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you know what, don't feel bad about being exposed to them later in life because right. People might cringe when they find out how I was exposed to the Beatles. I, <laughs> no. I, The first time I started really listening to them was after watching that movie across the universe. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh no. my god, like most <laughs> Beatles fans probably are like, "No, you cannot remake a Beatles song," you know? Right, Cuz right. that whole movie is a musical and everybody sings Beatles songs throughout the, the musical, but I was so in love with that movie and I was just like, "Wow, I need to listen to the Beatles more." Wow. Just because of that. But yeah, so all the Beatles fans out there are probably cringing because <laughs> that's how I got. I'm sure there's a few that, that
1: like that movie. <laughs>
0: I can watch that movie over and over again and never get tired of it. (laughs) But um, about the song, um, Nowhere Man, I I just thought that that was probably one of John Lennon's most brilliant. I mean, I haven't listened to all of their music yet, but I just thought it was brilliant. And just before their time and that song was written in 1965. Right. When you look at the lyrics and you listen to it, it's just so relative to what's going on now, even very powerful. And everybody can relate to it. So, what do you, what do you, what is your take
1: on the song? I've known about that song for years. And when you and I started talking during the pandemic about the Beatles, and then like a couple months back, hey, let's do Nowhere Man, let's do Nowhere Man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking about like all the time I don't have. (laughs) But my commitment to you, Bev, and your listeners is we will do that song before the end of 2021. We're going to get it done. Let's, yes, get yes. Let's get it over the line. Let's get it over the line. And if it's by Christmas, we'll be like, Merry Christmas. We finished nowhere, man. Thank God. You know what <laughs> I mean? But th- this song is just so interesting and it's so deep. And I I started listening to it again, just the like the last week or so when we knew we were going to hop on this, this show together. And I was thinking, I do not I don't relate with the nowhere man. <laughs> I, I consider myself a poly man or a Renaissance man. I mean, there's so much that I do and so much I want. I have my own point of view. I mean, exactly. I, I have things I'm, I'm working toward. I mean, you and I are both dreamers and it's like, we want to inspire nowhere men and nowhere yes. women, you know, that, you know, you have something special inside of you. Just let it out, let it out. Be, be yourself, you know, conquer that mountain you know, you know, go to the top of Everest or whatever it is that you have in your life, you want to do, but have those things in your life. Don't, don't, don't hold back. You only have one life.
0: Right. And uh, just funny because I think I titled, you know, when I sent you the lyrics to the song, Joel Cleland is
1: definitely not a (laughs) nowhere. It's such a great tune though. And, And as everyone is my witness, we're going to finish that song before the end of the year. Yes. I promise. Just I promise. the
0: structure of that song and the harmonies right. is so great. <laughs> but um, I just, you know, that I'm, you, uh, it's interesting that you brought up that line. He doesn't have a point of view. Like, he. as part of the song, he knows not where he's going to. Going to, isn't, yeah. Isn't he a bit like you and me? You know, like, and you think not about like it. Not like me. Yep. <laughs> but you think about it, like, John Lennon, I mean, at that time when he wrote this song, he was feeling stuck, you know, they their the style of music was changing they weren't really playing you know like they're focused on you know recording and creating good you know lyrics in their content rather than performing live on stage you know like right. and it was just changing the world and i just loved the you know his take on that line especially because he made it sound like you could be related you could relate to john lennon like hello do i have something in common with john lennon you know but right I, you think about the lyrics of that song, but everybody has felt that way at some point in their life. And if you say you didn't, you're lying.
1: (laughs) Right, right. And of of course, let me kind of expand on, I I agree with that, that there are times when it's just like, you feel depleted. You may maybe you went for your dream and you didn't make it, whatever that dream is for you, or you, you had something that you really wanted to make happen and you didn't. And so I think what happens a lot of times is we kind of take ourselves out of the game of life. It's like, okay, I'm just not going to play anymore. Right. I'll sit. I'll be quiet. I'll sit over here and be quiet. And, and then it gets easy
0: to be that way. Right. You depend right. on it's very, it. very, very easy to be
1: just, just to kind of sit into that comfort zone. Yeah. If you will.
0: And then there's that part in that song where he says um nowhere man don't worry take your time don't hurry leave it all to somebody else lends you a hand you know that part like the first thing i thought about was stimulus checks (laughs) you know what i mean like you just get so used to it and you're like come on hand it over you keep getting something you know you don't want to take control of your life and I just think this song is so relatable and so relevant today. So Right. And
1: I don't know if you caught this theme. You probably did, Bev, but I I feel like what John Lennon was doing is he was trying to infuse the concept of community in the same song without coming out and saying it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time,
0: at the same time, we can do so
1: much together.
0: Exactly. And, you know, just kind of, um, Infusing that idea that we all are alike in so many ways and, um, you know, and even him because he's kind of writing about himself, too, you know. So I, I just think that song is so powerful. It's one of my favorite Beatles songs. Right. I still have a lot. They have so many songs. There's no it's way incredible. I can listen to all of them
1: in one yeah, it's sitting. Incredible. It's so funny because every time they back in the day, you know, for those of us that were listening to cassette tapes and CDs, compact discs and things like that, like every time a new medium of, you know, music presentation came out, we had to buy buy all the Beatles records again. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah now it's just like okay i'll just go on youtube and listen to it
0: (laughs) exactly exactly yeah i mean everything is changing so much but what doesn't change is the fact that music is still a powerful vessel to really get a message out there and i will always appreciate that and which is one of the reasons why i love playing guitar writing music and singing you know And I can't wait to do that
1: collaboration. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I put it out into the universe, Bev. Now it has to happen. (laughs)
0: Yes, it does. (laughs) So um, when was the first time, like how old were you when you started learning how to play guitar?
1: Guitar is a funny instrument because I see guitar as like a mobile piano because it's like a it's a songwriting instrument, but it can also be a lead instrument or a vocal instrument. It can also be a rhythm instrument. And. I was always around music since I was a kid, since way, way back. And I never really got into guitar big time until I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like I was playing piano. I played, I sang in choirs. I, I played brass instruments, but I didn't really get into guitar until high school and then later in college. And it's just something I've always kind of gravitated toward. Like if there's no piano, where's the guitar? (laughs) <laughs>
0: right, right right. I need
1: something to play because it's just it's it's so relaxing to to have access to instruments
0: I didn't know that you played piano too oh yeah I, I can't wait to hear you <laughs> yes but um yeah what about singing like when did have you always sang too while you did music
1: definitely my my mom was an opera singer and she she after college she stopped like she she got scouted by the Met. And wow. like, she just said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this over here. And so she never really took it to where, where she could have. I mean, she has recordings and things like that, but, but like she, she would be playing the piano and singing with me, you know, in utero. If you wow. Will. So, I mean, I grew up with, with music and whether it was, you know, music on vinyl or music that my parents were playing, um, dad played guitar and trumpet. And it was, it was just like, I always had that around me. And so I gravitated toward groups of people. I think that's why you and I get along. Yeah. (laughs) I gravitated toward groups of people who were into music and, and weren't just like really proficient musicians, but they love the craft. Right. And so, yeah, I, I, I picked up guitar along the way, but I really kind of got serious about it when I was in my, uh, late teens, early twenties. And then I just always had it with me.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that kind of like with my next question, I was going to ask you, like, what kind of impact does music make in your life? And I can see that, like, the way music impacts me is the gravitation. Mm -hmm. I gravitate toward it. And I, you know, people, you know, are attracted to me because of it, you know, like. And it's always been that way my whole life, too. And I just love it. It's so powerful. And it's just a source of energy that I will Mm -hmm. always require around my world. (laughs) You know, and a lot of people can relate to that.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, no, I, I would say that two things to that. I actually did my master's thesis on music and I, I was, I was in the educate school of education, but I, you know, when, when you get to that level, you can basically study anything. And my, my thesis was that music is important for everybody everywhere. And it's important for community building. Mm-hmm. And and then I had like a whole section around uh, baseball and take me out to the ball game.
0: Oh,
1: and, and you cute. think about like you, you have thousands of people watching a professional baseball game, and they all stand up and they start singing together with one voice, with one song. And whether they sing well or not, they're singing, and they're just belting it out. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're just singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and so. I basically kind of synthesized that into, you know, we're going to make the world a better place if communities embrace more music. Exactly. And that's why it's being used as therapy even. Right. Right. It
0: is very therapeutic. It can be
1: used in the other way, but yeah, but for therapy, I I totally agree with the therapy piece because that was the other thing I was going to share is that I see music very much like gardening. And some, some people gardening is a chore for me. It's very relaxing, you know, Mm -hmm. like my tomato plants
0: (laughs) start singing to them. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but like, (laughs)
1: it's the same thing with, with playing an instrument or humming, humming, a humming a tune. It's, it's very relaxing for me. Right. Like all the, all the toxins go out of the body into the instrument.
0: That's very interesting. And I totally agree. So I was like thinking um, with the way we met, we met in the financial services industry, which we never would have, I never would have met you otherwise. And that's one of the things I love about this business is the power of associations, you know? Like one day you don't, like I'm surrounded only by, you know, I, I, I didn't surround myself by a whole lot of different types of people, you know? Most of the people I hung out with and, you know, were, I don't know, not very ambitious, a lot of them not making a whole lot of money. You know what I mean? Like. No, nowhere man. Yes. Nowhere, nowhere man. I was surrounded <laughs> by nowhere man. I was a nowhere man. And it's just crazy. Like just in this short time I've been introduced to this business. The people in my life now are just, it, it's crazy. Like I, and the fact that I can call you my friend, you know what I mean? Like, Definitely. It, it's just awesome. But you know, that just kind of builds off of the whole music in the community building community. I wanted to ask you like, um, with this power of associations you know and this people business like building relationships is so important so can you tell me like what your take is what your view is about the importance of building relationships and has that changed like through you know your different career paths that you have taken
1: i would say that clarity just is is so solid with me with regard to this like every every chapter in my life, every new group of people I interact with, the the, the concept of community just gets more solidified. You know, move, moving from from our firm to where I am now, it's about community. I, I joined another fraternity, <laughs> and and they and they don't because I, I brought up the term networking because we all know what networking is, mm-hmm. right? Networking and community aren't always necessarily exactly the same. So how do of times you, with you define it? yeah, because sometimes with networking, it's more self-serving. It's like, hey, I'm going to go out there and hopefully get some more business or a few more clients with community. It's like, hey, what can I bring to the table? How can I serve? How can I help? And with this new fraternity that I'm in, that's the concept. They said, Joel, we don't you really use the word networking here. And I'm like, oh, well, what word do you use? We use community. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I found the right place. Yes, you found your people. <laughs> Because I get a chance to serve them, they get a chance to serve me, and it, it's not about like, okay, how many more widgets can I sell this month? It's right. it's how how can I serve and and how can I help where it's needed most. Right. And uh, and that's, so that's kind of the differentiation. I'm not I'm not, you know, trying to downplay what what the power of networking, because networking at its best level is building building community.
0: Right. Right but you know it's it's so important to identify the difference in that because um, it, it just makes a huge difference on the way you are you know who you who you become you know to whatever goal that you want to achieve but it's so important to help other people along the way and i agree it feels like so much better doing it that way too right. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to ask you like how did you get into the field of financial services in
1: financials yeah because obviously my i You know, when I was in college, I was an educator and I was in education before, before I came into the sector, you and I met in, I met, I was in my early thirties and I met a gentleman who was an insurance agent and, and he came over and visited my family, showed us all the things we didn't have in place. (laughs) And, uh, and he was great. His name's Jim still alive. He's fighting cancer a little while ago, but I think, I think he's still with us. But he, uh, he just kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. And like about a year, maybe year and a half later, I was kind of getting the itch that I wanted to maybe have a career change. <laughs> I think most people can like understand what that is. And I had that itch and I'm like, well, what do I do? And I I'd looked at real estate. I didn't really like it. it there was, it, it just didn't feel like me, but I called Jim on the phone. I said, Hey, Jim, just out of curiosity, how do you do what you do? And That started the conversation.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I love that I love that the way I mean you kind of got introduced into the business the same way I did, you know, like I was introduced by someone I knew, and someone I trust and care about and she showed me what my life was, you know, did what I didn't have in place too. So I don't right. know. I just think that's such a powerful way and innovative way of introducing the education about these life changing things, you know, into people's lives. I just, I, I totally mean, so agree. And Bev,
1: I would say that whether people are in banking or insurance or securities or crypto or what, whatever level of financial services is really what it is. Because the services piece should be defined as education.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Are we are we teaching people? Are we giving them better information or equipping them? Because that's really what it is, is I was equipped by Jim. And then I thought, wow, Jim helped me. Maybe I can help other people. Maybe mm-hmm. I can turn that into a business. Right, right. <laughs> and that was before I joined the firm. You and I met it. Yeah. It's a great industry because yes. it, when, when, when people understand that, that it's not, hey, I'm just going out to make money, that it's a service industry that the service piece is almost bigger and more important than the financial piece. Right. It's like, we don't know what we don't know. And, and, and when, just, and when, and when yeah. good people with good hearts can uncover things for us, it makes all the difference.
0: Yes. And I, it just blows my mind that, you know, it's not taught in school. Like you know, you really have to make the effort and do being open-minded to learning these things. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are not because they're not trusting or you know, right. And you have to really open your mind to it because um if you don't, you know, you could be in a really horrible, you know, place when you need it and the time comes, right. you know.
1: And we all know stories. Oh yes. We all know it's- stories that, that didn't go so well. And if we can improve people's stories, if we can improve the way their life Plays out. I think we're doing our job. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, now you are in the industry of cryptocurrency. How did you get in- introduced to that space?
1: Right. I I was an investor for a period of time uh, for for a, a few years, and and I came across Centric, my company, along the way. I was introduced to Centric again by a friend, a good <laughs> good trusting friend. And I reviewed the protocol, and I'm like, wow, this is not like anything I've seen before. This is not like any other cryptocurrency project. And so as I learned, I eventually became an investor and was an investor of Centric for for a long period of time. And um, And then I actually got a chance to meet some other members of the Centric team and came aboard as CEO earlier this year, actually. Congratulations! Um, By the way, thank you, thank you. It 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 just it's it seemed like the the right fit for everybody because I see the vision of Centric not just to be adopted as a global currency, but but just all of the things that the Centric team wants to do in our roadmap. It's just it's very inspiring to me, and uh, I, I would say probably the biggest piece is the currency piece. Because we actually have a couple of legal opinions. I don't know if you know this, but we have a couple of legal opinions classifying centric as a currency, not a security. And, and that's really big because if we're a cryptocurrency, the currency piece should be dialed in and be defined, right? And I actually did, did a YouTube video about this last week that if, if, if a cryptocurrency is not stable like a stable medium of exchange is it really currency right and so that's what we're developing at centric we're developing a truly synthetic stable virtual currency and we've we've been fully deployed in our current format since february of last year we actually launched in may of 2018 so i mean we're not a new project we've Mm -hmm. been around And I'm just, I'm really excited about all the things that are coming down the pike. There's a lot of really cool things happening. Yeah.
0: So can you, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of really novice people in the audience about crypto in general, but can you kind of give us a little bit of like, why Centric? Like, why are you passionate about Centric? What makes Centric
1: so different from other, you know, currencies? Great question. Great question. And why did I come to work for a, a crypto project versus like joining a brokerage that does crypto or Forex trading? That's probably a good question too. Um, I didn't want to get into that because I came from that. Like you're in my practice. It's like the, the financial services, the nuts and bolts side of it. I wanted to join a project that was doing innovation. And why, why Centric versus some of the, I call them first gen, first gen crypto projects is we have a, a less of a carbon footprint. So we're more environmentally friendly. Uh, we're on a uh, we're on the Binance Smart Chain, which is a it's a proof of staked authority chain. So it's not a proof of work chain like some of the ones that are household names. And so the environmental piece was big for me. Um, being able to help lots and lots of people in the developing world was big. That's actually one of our use cases. Is that we're gonna we're working to we're developing programs to help the unbanked all over the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like we, we've talked about the educational piece for, for finance, the work, the work, it's not just a problem in the U S it's a global Mm -hmm. problem that, that people are severely undereducated when it comes to finance, what, no matter what kind of finance it is, right. Insurance securities, traditional money, virtual money, (laughs) just saving in general. (laughs) Correct. But, but to answer your question, kind of go full circle, what Centric is doing is, I don't see anybody else doing it this way there's like other like maybe four other projects out of thousands that are that are working to stabilize cryptocurrency price but doing it on blockchain i mean we have stable coins but they what really they are is just electronic dollars mm-hmm. and then every other project is basically like a speculative investment right and so what we're doing is we're like well hey we'd like to have the growth but we'd also like to have the stability We've been classifying ourselves as a currency and what's a really good medium of exchange It's something that's stable, but who stabilizes traditional currencies, the government and the central banks, right? Mm-hmm. They have, they have regulation, they have mechanisms in place to stabilize the currencies, so that when you're going to this grocery store, your money doesn't go up or lose value on your way to the store. Right Right. right now, if you try to use some of the top 10 projects for that, um, you know, from moment to moment, the price is changing. Right. Does that make sense? So it's not a good medium of exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to classify some of those projects as digital gold or digital silver or something like that, that's fine. That's fine. I think it has its place. But but we're really making the currency play, and we want to do it organically, and do it over time, do it the right way, uh, by building our network. And we got a huge network. It's expanding. I think we're up almost to forty thousand users. So it's not a it's not a small network.
0: So, like when we're talking about um, the environmental aspect, like that's one of the big objections I hear from a lot of people when talking about crypto. Like they they don't want any part of it because of the um, because burning down
1: the rainforest, right?
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm. So, but but there's a understand. understand. There's different types of
1: blockchains. What what they understand is they understand the proof of work system. And proof-of-work would be like your Bitcoin and your Ethereum and, and other proof-of-work chains. We're, we're on a different type of blockchain. There's proof-of-stake. Okay. There's proof-of-staked authority like Binance Smart Chain. And so there's less of a carbon footprint that's being deployed, if mm-hmm. you will. Fewer trees burning. Fewer trees. So it's, it's more environmentally friendly. And the thing is, is that I, we still have the speed. We still have the speed of an Ethereum network. Uh, with lower, lower costs and less of a carbon footprint. So, so people who like crypto, but they also maybe care about the planet, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, can, they can take a look at Centric. And the one thing I always say is Centric speaks for itself. Am I as CEO, a spokesman? Yes. Am, am, am I out in the community to talk about Centric and how powerful it is and how I believe it's, it's going to be the best cryptocurrency down the road? Yes. But what people can do is they can visit centric.com and they can learn for themselves. We have so many amazing resources at centric.com.
0: Okay. I'm definitely going to put that, you know, in the description so people
1: can click on it, the live link, But, um, (laughs) but you can ask me any question about the project, Bev. I mean, I, I was taken with the project when I understood what centric was trying to do. I mean, its vision is to become a global borderless currency and, to basically be a better medium of exchange than even the U.S. dollar. Because what's the problem with the U.S. dollar? You know, what's the problem?
0: It's going down in value.
1: It's going down in value, right? Right. <laughs> our purchasing power goes down every moment we keep it in our pockets or keep it in our banks. And what, what we're building at Centric is we're building a dollar that only goes up in purchasing power. Is that interesting? Yeah, that sounds good. Right. And so what we're, what we're doing over time is we're building in the stability of, of traditional currency, but we're, we're, we're providing more purchasing power than what fiat dollars give us, mm-hmm. which I think over time is going to show itself to be superior.
0: And for me, cause I'm still very new to the space. It's fair. I still don't grasp the concept completely, sure. you know, but like, I mean, what I do understand though, is, is that you have to start understanding it because it is the future and I don't see it just disappearing or just becoming not no, a fad. You know what I mean? Like, no. so a lot of people are just like, no, that's a scam. Or, you know, like,
1: it's... right. Right. And <laughs> i unfortunately, like... unfortunately, there are, there are a lot of scams in the space. And yeah. so that, so being able to differentiate yourself is isn't always easy if you're not on the front page of coin market cap. Right. Can you're you give us top, some tips? If you're not on... in the top 20, if you're not in the top 20, you must be a scam. Right. right. Can you give but us some tips on how to, how to like, you
0: know, pinpoint sort it out.
1: what a scam is? Like sort it to, out. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously in, in the space, there's, there's projects that are more public facing and, and projects that are less forward facing. We tend to be a very public facing team. I mean, you can go to our website. You can see me, you can see Tommy Butcher, my COO. You can see all of our advisors. We do have some advisors that aren't on the website. But, I mean, our custodian, we're not going to have our custodian on the website.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean,
1: I mean there there's certain members of our team that can remain anonymous because they, they don't need to be out there. But even if you were not in the crypto space, if you're at Disneyland or Walmart, you wouldn't see all, all of their employees out on the website right. either. But I, I, think, I think having a forward-facing team is good. Having a good track record is helpful you go to centric.com, click on the learn tab again, all learning right on the learn tab. And you click on the centric roadmap. You can see all the way back to December of 2017, when the original idea was conceived for centric mm-hmm. and then all the way to the present. And then where we're going over the next five to 10 years. And right. with, with, com- with, companies that have a good, strong, solid roadmap, they're going somewhere again, it's the nowhere man thing. Right. The, um, I mean, I don't want to invest in a nowhere man project. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not interested in that. I mean, where where are you going? Are you just the the latest meme coin, you know? It's like <laughs> it's like okay, I've got an alien. I'm going to put it on a on a token or on a coin, and I'm going to sell it. Okay, well, what's its purpose? Oh, oh, it's just another speculative investment. It's just another investment that goes up and down.
0: Right. And
1: that's that's how we see most of the cryptocurrencies. And this is no fault of anybody's. It's just the nature of the space. It's very risky, and most cryptocurrencies, whether they're Tokens or coins. And for your viewers, the difference is a coin has its own blockchain. A token, like centric, is on someone else's blockchain. Okay. So we're we're to- we're a two-token system on the Binance smart chain. And if you look at our roadmap, eventually we're gonna have the centric blockchain. And at that point, we will cease to be tokens and we will be coins of the mm-hmm. centric blockchain. Thank you for sense? explaining that. So that's the big difference. And the thing is, the thing is, Bev, is there's all these little you know terms that are in the space, and a lot of times, like I, I, I'll talk with people just like you, super intelligent and in the know and well read, and and I'll have people at the end say, "Joel, that was a great presentation. I only understood about ten percent of what you said." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, oh, gee. <laughs> um, and, and so the thing is, I mean, a lot of people in the space we believe that we're at the very beginning. I mean, Bitcoin rolled out in January of 2009, so that's that's not just yesterday. That's you know, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. But the thing is, is, I mean, you look at, and there were a couple of virtual currencies before Bitcoin that, you know, nobody's, nobody's writing home to their parents about, but, but, but if you look from Bitcoin forward, that's still only about 11 or 12 years, 10 years, something Mm -hmm. like that. So we're in the very, we're in the infancy of crypto.
0: Yeah.
1: And so for people who think they missed it, people who are actually willing to invest in, in anything, because there's lots of things you can invest in, right. Not just crypto. Um don't think that you missed it. you didn't miss the wagon and and just because you know the market is where it is right now it's it's like any market markets have cycles they're right. up or they're down or they're sideways. you know are you holding it for a long period of time? are you just looking to make you know short term trades you I mean you can do either either one of those in the crypto space. but the yeah. one thing I always tell people is you didn't miss it. We haven't even really gotten started yet, yeah. Yeah. And, and I believe that Centric is going to be an authority in the space within the next few years, well, which is I, exciting because it is I mean, exciting. yeah, because because for people that are looking at Centric, it's like, well, hey, what's what's their token? It's CNS. CNS is the trading token. That's where you'll get it on the exchanges. And my recommendation, understand this is not investment advice. Do your own research is is bring it back to the ecosystem and convert into CNR centric rise, which is not traded. And why do I, we tell people to do that? or recommend it is because CNR generates more CNS every single hour without fail so it's 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 part of the it's part of the ecosystem it's part of the protocol that that it's that these CNR tokens generate more CNS every single hour wouldn't it be cool if you had dollars that generated additional like dimes every single hour or or nickels every single hour that would yeah. be a pretty cool device to have right it sounds pretty interesting <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of times people, they ask us, well, hey, is, is CNS unlimited? Is it an unlimited supply, which is our traded token? You say, No, it's not unlimited. We call it elastic. And what does that mean? When we launched as a two-token system in February of last year, we only had CNR. We only had Centric Rise. And it, it, was, it was moved out to the existing community of holders from the project we had started the previous year. And so the only way CNS gets into the market is by being minted by users. See, we're not minting CNS. Only the users do that. Isn't that cool? So it's total autonomy. If you, wanna, if you want CNS in the market or if you want to trade in some of your centric liquidity, you can, oh crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's trying to shut me up. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that guy, find out where he is, arrest him. sorry about that it's okay no i I think i was talking about cns and centric rise or cnr and cns and how yes um, in february of 2020 when we deployed as a two token system there was only centric rise there was only cnr in the network and it was it was basically deployed and sent out to the existing users of the network that that have been users of, of the centric network for a year plus
0: explain to me again like how
1: users mint the co- okay, coin okay great question and th- the wonderful thing about the centric protocol is it's self regulating and users of the network can move their tokens in and out of the network on demand so basically what happens is there are what are called smart contracts do you know have you heard of smart contracts Mm-mm, okay no. so smart contracts and basically centric started as a smart contract on the ethereum network so that's actually part of our history. And, and then we came off of, of Ethereum and then we joined Tron and we were with Tron for almost two years yeah, or so. And now we, we're currently with the Binance Smart Chain. But basically what a smart contract is, is it's a self-regulating, self-executing contract, like a legal contract. Okay. And if we want to synthesize it even further, it's really just a computer program. Okay? So, so smart contracts are computer programs and it's self-regulating. And so there's nobody on our team telling, telling the contract what's, what to do. It is just moving on its own. And the users of the network can move their tokens in and out of the network on demand. Why is that important? Because there's no lockups. With some protocols, you have to like lock up your tokens for a period of time to get the rewards. The rewards happen no matter where CNR-centric RISE is sitting. If CNR-centric rising is, is sitting in one of our wallets on our network, it's growing every hour, generating more CNS. If it's out in the wild, sitting on somebody's compatible wallet, it's still growing every single hour. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So it continues to generate CNS. And how, do, how did the users mint it? They basically tell, they tell the contract what to do. And so like... We won't do that today, but I could I could actually come back and show you guys like do a five minute presentation, or I can send you to my YouTube because I do it on my YouTube channel. Yes,
0: drop yeah. that link. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So
1: I'll give that to you, but basically what happens is the users tell tell the contract, "Hey, I want to convert my tokens. I've been sitting in CNR and enjoying my hourly growth. I want to take out some of my some of my money." I want to take it to the exchange. I want to turn it into fiat so I can pay my bills, (laughs) you know, or I want to do something. And so they click the convert button and it converts. It converts from CNR and then it mints CNS, the equivalent. Mm -hmm. So like, let's, let's say it's a hundred dollars worth. So let's say they have a hundred dollars of CNR tokens and they're going to generate a hundred dollars USD of CNS tokens. Right. And by clicking the convert button, the smart contract mints it for them. And the protocol makes it for them. And then they're able to move it wherever they want. And technically, because I've done it many, many times, is you can move CNR tokens or CNS tokens anywhere that there's a compatible address. And that's the thing about this system, this new system of money, is that there's different formats for money.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, is one, like the, the CNS or CNR, is one more like accepted everywhere than the other?
1: Right now, right now, CNS is the transactional token. Okay. But that doesn't mean that people can't accept CNR. So businesses can accept CNR or CNS if they have a compatible wallet on their end. But right now we actually have what's called a cryptocurrency payment gateway. Do you know what payment gateways are? No. (laughs) So basically what they are in this new world of money, Bev, um, you know how, like, we go, like, again, we go to the grocery store, we have the little card reader, and then we go, we stick our chip in, and then they yeah. charge us a little bit of money, or they charge the vendor a little bit of money, the merchant, and then they, they, they pass the cost along to us. You can basically do the same thing virtually. And so, there's a, there's a variety. The first, the first coin to really do it was Bitcoin.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: Bitcoin was integrated with Amazon, and now they're with PayPal, but Hotels.com and um, Microsoft. And so they had these payment gateways where, where people who had Bitcoin, they wanted to pay with Bitcoin, they would basically connect with these payment gateways and make their payments. But Microsoft and Amazon and Hotels.com, do you think they just held the Bitcoin? Nope. Because it's too volatile. So mm-hmm. they, they, they threw the payment gateway, it would go right back into fiat. So it would go right back into the US dollar for them. So there are other payment gateways like that. We're on one called My crypto Checkout or MyCryptoCheckout.com. And if you go to MyCryptoCheckout.com and put in CNS, up, up's going to pop our token. And so if we, for people who want to make purchases with crypto and they want to specifically use Centric, they can go to My crypto Checkout and, and attach themselves to My crypto Checkout and put their CNS there to make payments. So it's just, it's just another way to, to pay for things. Yeah. I mean it's it's a WordPress plugin. So for any business, e-com or traditional commerce that has WordPress plugin websites, they can potentially connect with, with my crypto checkout and take centric. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's that's pretty very cool. cool. So, wow. but it's an emerging space. And again, because I mean it seems like some of this is new to you too, Beth. It's yes, yes? very new. Okay. So understand, and you're really smart, super intelligent, and you're in financial services. So understand. When I said earlier, we're at the very beginning of this thing, when crypto is in its infancy, you haven't missed it. <laughs> yeah, People need to understand that. Yeah. We're in the very, very early stages of integration, even with a market cap of over $2 because I don't know if you know that, but crypto is like globally is like a $2 trillion market.
0: That's crazy. And, and then you
1: have countries like El Salvador saying, yeah, you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin. You know, or the mayor, the mayor of Miami. Sure, you can pay your city fees in Bitcoin, but understand that a lot of these things are payment gateways. Mm-hmm. So there, the, even these municipalities, maybe maybe they're taking the the Bitcoin. Obviously, it's a millennial president down in El Salvador. He's he's a Bitcoin maximalist, so he's okay with taking Bitcoin and holding it in the in the country's treasury. But I I'm not so sure that the Miami uh, mayor is is keeping all the money in Bitcoin. I think they're going into fiat they're yeah. just allowing that as a payment option for their citizens right which Does that makes sense i wouldn't be surprised
0: yeah. if it if, you know becomes more common in the right future. right it,
1: I, I and it will it will i mean i'm i'm seeing changes here in the space and just out in the community you know every every you know couple of months i see more bitcoin atm's pop up um, I'm always quick to explain to people centric and Bitcoin are not the same thing. Are they both crypto? Yes, but we're different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're proof of work We're proof of, you know, staked authority.
0: Yeah. And all of them are a little different in their Yeah. Their-
1: yeah. And so I just tell people, just learn, do your own research. Um, you know, if, if the project you're looking at doesn't have an official website, doesn't have a forward facing team uh, aside from Bitcoin, <laughs> it's Bitcoin's uh, clothes, cloaked in darkness right uh, we don't know who satoshi nakamoto was or yeah. is. so but 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 i mean aside from bitcoin i mean we know who who founded ethereum it's vitalik buterin i mean very forward facing charles hoskinson started started cardano i mean and so a lot of these projects like if you don't see like who it is and understand that centric is not the joel coin i'm the mm-hmm. i'm the ceo i didn't develop it it's not my brainchild i was an investor who saw something Like you, I saw the future of money and I thought, you know what? I think Centric is the one. Yeah, (laughs) Centric is the one. And then, you know, eventually I got to where I am today, which is pretty amazing. It's been a, it's been a really amazing year.
0: Yes. And you know, you inspire me so much. I, I, I just see you as such a well-rounded, um, successful person, you know, like, man. Yeah, man, and you know you have amazing family. You have a happy life, and I just want what kind of advice would you give to people in our audience who are in nowhere man syndrome? You know, like right, right. What
1: it, kind of advice find, can you give? Yeah, them? find your passion. Find something you you love, or someone you love. I mean, so, sometimes that creates codependency. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 you know, I mean, if it's your kids, I don't think you can love your kids too much. You can smother them, but. But just, I think the way we love our kids is by giving them as many options as possible. And for people with kids, I think you have been blessed with an amazing opportunity. Because, and it's not that they're going to be little use, although the, uh, many of them will be, but you get a chance to, it's kind of the old Bruce Lee thing, you know, don't give your kids everything you never had, you know, give them, teach them everything you didn't know kind of right. a thing and, and equip them, you know, like, like you and I equip people in financial. Education, financial knowledge, equip your kids with that. Yeah, you know, don't don't make them wait until adulthood to understand this stuff. Right, and to be curious. But but I would say for people who are maybe in that nowhere man land or just kind of feel lost, especially in this time with the pandemic. I mean, it's, this has been so hard on so many people. I mean, have you? Did you lose anybody, Bev? I don't remember yeah, if I been asked you.
0: So fortunate that i have not lost
1: anybody yeah i've lost four people wow and and so i know i mean it's it's a real thing um i mean my wife had it i didn't never got it but um you know i mean two two of the people that passed away i'm still shocked i'm shocked because i'm like something like the flu took out my friend that makes no sense to me right i'm so so sorry yeah thank you so but but i understand i mean this is a hard time but Throughout history, throughout human history, there have been hard times and, and we shouldn't let it keep us from winning at the highest levels. Exactly. And whatever, it, whatever that means to you, whatever winning means to you, whatever, you know, kind of breaking through and finding your passion means to, you, you know, being a good teacher to your kids, to your community. If you're a single person, you can still make an impact just by getting out there and seeing how can I help? It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. You don't go out to network. You go out to build community. Mm-hmm. what can you bring? Because you have something that's uniquely you. That's not me. It's not Beverly. It's not anybody in your orbit and they need you. Right. So be you get and out there and be you. It's just crazy because the
0: pandemic has forced a lot of people to just really hole up and not yeah. come go in. Yes. Right. And, but then at the same time, you're, we, we, as humans, we crave you know, we crave people, we crave interactions. We and do. now, you know, there's this digital space that's opening up. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, but, you know, I'm, and with the MFTs, you know, like oh, just yeah. hearing a lot about that going around.
1: <laughs> hey, do yeah. any of your kids have uh, like virtual experience? You know, like we, the- I taught them
0: about money. I, I gave them an opportunity to start learning VR? about the saving. You know, so they saved right. up enough money by doing chores. And so they got they their could VR. buy their own VR headset. Oh my gosh yeah.
1: So they, they just achieved This the, is their world yeah, this yeah. is their world. I didn't <laughs> grow up with that stuff. I mean I, I bought a Nintendo 64 when I was a junior in high school when it first came out because I was like, that's cool. I want that video game console, but I mean I mean it's, the internet wasn't even really a thing when I was in college. yeah it's just like it's, it's amazing all the things that have happened in the last 20 plus years crazy. They're and it's actually, changing faster and faster. You can't hide from it. I Don't know, and hide from the change.
0: Don't was hide from just, the evolution. I was just in Orlando last weekend and I oh, was yeah. told by our Uber driver that they're building a park specifically for gaming now. For
1: VR? Yeah.
0: Or, or just video games. And I was like, whoa, that's oh, wow. going to be a a big deal when that comes out for sure for, yeah. sure for sure, but you know like like you said don't hide from the change because it's coming so you might as well just learn
1: about it right you know, you right make don't your be own afraid decisions about right. what you want to do but don't be afraid of the learning so many people live in fear yeah and and i i see it all the time that i know you do too because you're paying attention and it's just so, it's so sad because for me i i think don't Miss out. Don't miss out on the best life you can have for yourself, for your family to experience because you're afraid. Yeah. Fear is a one
0: way ticket into nowhere man land. People. Totally. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yep. So I just want to thank you, Joel. And we oh, are going to get that collaboration. We are. We-
1: and we have to do it because we said on your show. Yes, and we are going to do it before the
0: year is out. No matter how out. busy
1: we are, no
0: matter. And it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, it will be. It will be. I trust you, <laughs> and I trust all the hard work I did in the old days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Joel. It was awesome. good to have you here. Thank you so much for your insight. You know, and sure. I definitely will probably want to have you on the show again. You know. Cool. Because this can I can I plug plug our socials? Oh yes, yes. Okay. Go ahead and do yeah, that now. So
1: yeah, so the yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is at RealCleland on Twitter, at Real on Twitter. I know you follow me on Instagram. Uh Bev, you guys can find me on Instagram or on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Uh, but centric itself, centric.com is really the best place to go for the learning piece. If you want to engage with our community, we've been talking about community on the show today. Uh connect with our communities on Telegram. Very, very active. Uh, as well as at centric rise on twitter and we're also very active we have a really active community on discord so discord twitter and telegram uh for centric and then um joel at uh real cleland on twitter
0: what is discord
1: again what was that what is discord discord Discord. it's a it's just another social media platform where people can can connect i actually did believe it or not bev i actually did a podcast on discord like a like three months ago something oh, okay. like that yeah it's just another platform okay discord Yep. Cool. i okay. know i know it's kind of like like when i first came to centric i thought it was just the, for kids <laughs> <laughs> but but you know who really uses discord is gamers and and people who are into tech mm. so, so they're, so, they're but, the ones but, who's really dialed yeah but they are people older than me on discord so i'm like oh cool you guys are awesome <laughs> <laughs> I'll check in periodically and say hi. Earl, <laughs> thank you so
0: much. Got you it. um you know, it, I just appreciate you giving your insight to everybody and sharing your story here. And I definitely want to have you on the show again so you can keep us updated. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Maybe before Christmas. <laughs> yes, yes. Because <laughs> we're going to have to do, I have to do, we have to get the song done before. Yes, this. we do. All right. All right. So Great to see you, Deb. Thank you thank so you. much.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passion and their pursuit toward happiness. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the bell so you can be notified when we come up with another story that's inspiring next week. So until next week, you guys, be passionate.